Welcome to the Learn Stage Lighting Podcast. This is the show where newcomers and professionals alike come to learn more about stage lighting. And now your host, David Henry. And welcome back to the show today. We want to talk about working on a large stage. Now, I want to, I want to preface this and, and kind of set the, set the stage, set the mood. Okay, so a lot of people, myself included, uh, you know, earlier in my life, uh, young, when I was younger, um, when you get your first opportunities to work on a bigger stage, and this is relative, I mean, this is really dependent on you, right, and your experience. It could mean that you're used to working, you know, super tiny stages that are in the corners of bars and restaurants, and now you have an option to go, you know, maybe do a show on a theater that's got like 500 seats, right? Or maybe you're used to that 500-seat theater and you get the opportunity to do some lights in an arena. Things change, right? And it makes you nervous. I get it. I've been there, right? So how do you make it easy for yourself? I want to go through some tips today. But first, I want to talk about how working on large stages is easier and how it's harder than working on small stages. And actually, those are the tips. It's to help you frame your mind, because I think when it comes to working with a larger stage, I was just uh, emailing with uh, a Learn Stage Lighting Lab student about some gear choices, and we were talking about sizes of stages and, and you know making it to the next size. And when it comes to getting to the next size, I think the unknown you know, is the scariest part of it. Like, who am I to run lights on a stage this size? Who am I to, you know, program for this size of a stage? When at the end of the day, it's really not that much different, okay? And, and so the first thing I want to go over is I want to break the ice and talk about, okay, how is working on a large stage actually easier than working on a small stage? I don't know about you, but I've worked on stages of a lot of different sizes. I've worked on a lot of small stages, Okay. When it comes to working on small stages versus large stages, uh, there's a few key differences between them, okay? Um, a lot of times on a small stage, especially if you have like a decent amount of lights, you're really crammed, right? You've got drum kits, you know, whether you're a band or a church or whatever, you've got amps, you've got monitors maybe, you've got speakers, and you're trying to set lights up and you're tripping over each other. And, you know, let's face it. When it comes down to it, uh, the bigger space you have, if you're in a bigger venue, you generally have a bigger stage because you're not, you know, in a in a restaurant that seats 50 people and, it, you know, making the stage four foot bigger means it, it only seats 40 people and that's a lot of lost revenue for that place, right? Um, you know, when you're in a, a space that seats 500, now it's like, okay, having a stage of an appropriate size that's, you know, big enough for the room is not that big of a deal and, and it just happens and it's a beautiful thing because now it's like you've got more space to work when you're setting things up you've got more space uh, just to get the lights so they're not like right on top of people you know give give the 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 air you know visually a little bit of room to breathe right um you you just got you just got more space it's good uh you also uh, going with that notion is you have more surfaces typically and more air space, definitely more, you know, if you have haze in the air, more air to shine lights upon, okay? And this is a huge advantage, right? 
Because lighting, ultimately, the art of lighting and creating lighting for a show is there's kind of two things you can do with light, right? You know, if you break it down to the very basics. One is you can shine it through the air, and if you have haze or it's a beam fixture and you got some dust or some humidity in the air, you're going to see the beam of that light shooting through the air, right? Sometimes these are called like graphical effects. Um, You see that beam of light in its color, in its intensity, its gobos. You see all of that through the air. And then the other way we can use light, uh, whether we have any atmosphere in the air or not, is we can shine it upon other things. So we shoot that light out and it can hit, you know, the people on stage. It can hit the background behind the people on stage. It can hit the ceiling, the sidewalls, the speaker stacks, if you got those. Um, You know, if you've got different features around the room, architectural features and stuff, those can be really fun to highlight. If you're outdoors, you can light trees. You know, there's when you're in a bigger space, typically there's more things to shine your lights on, which means it's easier to make an interesting looking show because you can switch the focus as to where you're pointing different lights at what time and you're really able to uh, make things work well. And so um, that is, uh, you know, those are some of the things that make it easier, right? Another thing that makes it easier is you typically, typically not always, have different layers of light to work with, okay? Different layers of light. What does that mean? So, you know, if you're in a small space, you might have a handful of LED pars or a couple moving lights or something like that focused on the stage, right? And pretty much the whole show, you've got to keep those couple lights on, right? If You know, if you have four lights, maybe you can turn two off. Um, but in a lot of small venues, you're not going to have that ability. You've just got, you know, a handful of lights and you pretty much have to have them on all the time to be able to see everything, right? When you work in a larger space, oftentimes you've got more options. I mean, sure, sometimes things are very basic. Like I think of um, a number of years ago, oh my goodness, this brings back some memories, but I lit the uh, the Gideon's Conference. Those are the people that hand out Bibles, you know, and, and we were doing the Gideon's Conference and I was lighting, I think, three rooms that week, um, but they were all super basic. So the rooms all ran at the same time, but production-wise, they were super basic, really stripped down. So it was a big room. You know, I think they had they had a four or five thousand people in each room, big old convention room. Um, but and you know, the stage and the lighting was super basic. I mean, we're talking, you know, wash lights from the front, some pars to light the people in white from the front. Right, it was just people speaking. There wasn't really music or anything like that. Maybe occasionally, but not like a rock band. Um, and then there was backlight, light from behind hitting the people. Again, just white incandescent fixtures. Um, and then there were some LED uplights on the drape. Okay, so at the very least, you know, we could go ahead in that large venue, more than a small venue, and be able to turn off, you know, half the uplights at times or the other half, etc. You know, even if you're doing the most, like, bare-bones production, right? Because, you know, sometimes that's how it is, right? You don't have a lot of budget, and you're talking about just, you know, keeping it as simple as possible. You still often can have two or three different sets of lights that you can turn on and off to create more impact, more dynamic range, as I like to call it, 
Okay. And and so working in that larger space, you, you just generally have more opportunity to do that kind of stuff, and it generally looks better, right? Okay. What makes working on a large stage or in a large venue more difficult? Well, you know, this is probably the stuff you're thinking about. If you haven't worked in a large venue before or you have an opportunity to work in a large venue than you've previously worked in, then the first thing you might be think you might the first thing that you might not be thinking is boy my legs are going to hurt. Uh, because no matter what, when you work in a big space, you know, even I think about this place I used to do a show every year that it probably sat three or 4,000 people. So it wasn't huge. It wasn't a huge space. But the walk from front of house, which is on a balcony, where you then had to go, you know, to the back of the balcony, around the corner, down the stairs, through the entire house, up onto the stage, and then backstage, you know, to get like to my racks, my equipment racks, it was a really long walk. And by the end of those days, every year that I did that show, my legs really hurt. Um, and that's going to happen in a large venue, right? I I definitely appreciate small venues when I get to do them because it's like, oh, you mean I'm just going to get up and walk like 50 feet or less and be on the stage? Wow, that's awesome. I feel lazy at the end of the day, you know, but <laughs> it feels good, right? Um the other thing that's harder, as we, we kind of talked about in the, the easier section, is in order to cover the entire stage, you're going to need more lights, right? Because if you've got a stage that's 10 feet wide, you might have like one or two LED pars providing backlight, one or two providing front light, right? Of some kind of light, okay? But if you've got a stage that's big, like really big, you know, you've got a big stage and, you know, I mean, it doesn't even have to be really big. Why did I say that? You know, even just a 10-foot stage to a 25-foot stage. I mean, that's two and a half times bigger, right? You go from one backlight or two to, you know, four to six or something like that. Again, depends on the lights, depends on, you know, how far they are from the stage, et cetera, et cetera. But it's just a general idea. You're going to need more stuff to cover the stage to produce the same effect, okay? Uh, when it comes to moving lights... We talked about having more surfaces and more airspace to shine those lights upon. Well, if you're going to have more places, you're going to be programming more moving light positions, which while it's rewarding and while it looks great, um, it does take more time, right? And if you have, you know, four moving lights and you're used to working with those and you jump up to a show with 50 moving lights, you know, now when you're going to program those different positions and, and focus those lights, it is going to take longer, okay? In our next podcast, I'll have some tips about that, though, okay? Um, and, but then, of course, the upside to all this, and I know I put it in the harder section, but it's, it's really not, is that effects look amazing, right? When you have a lighting effect running across two, a 200-foot-wide room, that makes a much bigger impact than a 20-foot wide room, right? And so, as you can probably see, as, as I'm talking about here, uh, working on that large stage has a lot of benefits, okay? Sure, it is harder, and if you haven't done it before, you definitely want to stay organized and, and do a great job, and we'll talk more about that in uh, next week's episode. But for now, you know, uh, I just want to leave you with kind of the hope, I guess, you know, as events are coming back, things are happening again, and there's shows, uh, you may get the opportunity to light shows that are larger than anything else you've done before. 
and on a larger stage than, than anything you've done before. And you don't have to be scared of it. Um, at the end of the day, you know, thinking through what you're going to do, staying organized, there's going to be some big benefits. There's going to be things that are easier to do. And, you know, there are a few things that are harder to do. And as we run across those, we will take care of those. So thank you so much for listening today. If you like today's show, can you go ahead and leave me a review on uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever the heck they call it now, Spotify, wherever you listen. A quick review, just tell people what you like, what you don't like. Maybe you think this podcast is terrible. Um, that is fine as well. But if you could do that, that's just a huge help to the show, right? If people stumble upon the podcast, see that there's some reviews. Uh, oh, we actually do have 32 reviews. And, uh, you know, it's just really helpful to the show when people can see, oh, somebody actually listens to this stuff like uh, Fishinhead42 actually wrote one and said... Uh, it's awesome to be able to walk around and listen to lighting discussion and, and stuff like that. Shows like this seem hard to find. Awesome. And that was just from a few days ago. Thanks, Fish and Head, for writing that. I really appreciate that. Um, because ultimately, like, doing a podcast is probably the hardest thing that I do for my business. I don't know. Maybe not. But it is difficult. Like, you're just sitting here by yourself with some notes, and you're like, okay, I'm talking to these people and I'm trying to figure out how to make this work. So, you know, and, and so thank you so much um, for all of that. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. And we will get, catch you on our next episode. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys there. Bye.